Brown Beauties. Welcome to Well Honestly, the podcast sponsored by Brown Women Wellness. I'm Andretta, a functional nutrition wellness coach. And I'm Akila. We are your mother-daughter hosts bringing two different generations together weekly to educate you on all things related to health, nutrition, financial, and mental wellness during these changing times. Once we know what choices we have, we can do better because we know the struggle to stay healthy is real. We invite you to come as you are, but leave inspired to become your best healthy self. So let's get started. Hey, hey, hey. We back. We back. We back. We back. We're back for another episode of Well Honestly, where we meet you where you are on your wellness journey with topics that you can relate to. All right. So let's get straight into it. This week's episode, all about the state of Black people's mental health. This is what you've been aiming for, Keela. Well, I mean, I think we need to talk more about uh, mental health within our community. And we're going to keep it very general this week. Um, just kind of talking about it in general, but we will go into specifics in later episodes. But I do want to talk more about this. It's very important to me because um, it's a lot going on. And I think that um, we have a tendency as Black people, we don't have outlets. We don't have um, ways in which we feel like we can express and communicate our feelings and emotions without bottling it up. And then that becomes a bigger issue. So I want to create a safe space where, you know, we can kind of flush out some things, you know, in this space to give room for Well, when I was doing my, when I was doing my research, one of the things that struck me was one of the reasons we're like that is because it's, 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 system, it's it stems from the, our, from the, our very roots. Okay, I mean, from the very, very beginning, when we first came over here as slaves, how we were treated, uh, you know, we we were we were raised to be tough, not talk about mental health. You know, we were we we just we were one of those, you know, black people as a whole. We do with it. We deal with stuff. Mm-hmm. We just going to do it. OK, but now what's happening is and the pandemic had a lot to do with this. Uh, it brought out a lot of uh, bottled up emotions that were just bottled up inside of us. And, you know, in the in the world, you know, while the world was going through the pandemic, we were having to deal with not just the pandemic, but also, as you already know, we were dealing with protests against police brutality. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, and 13.4% of the U.S. population identify as Black. And 16% reported having a mental illness in the past year. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That is over 7 million people. Mm-hmm. So we are definitely, have, this is the epidemic portion right now. Yeah, I, I think that um, it's also important to do this now because we are pretty much post-pandemic. And I think there's a lot of shifts that are happening that a lot of us, we either saw coming or weren't prepared for it. We uh, took a, a blind eye to it. And we're, and we're just now being confronted with the fact that we have to address where our mental state is post COVID also um, in this, in this world right now. I mean, if you think about what just happened in Buffalo, Oh my goodness. You know, what also happened with, with the kids over there in Texas. Yeah. We, we felt, we felt that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we, we feel that because, you know, see our attitude, our cultural belief you know, we're going to pray stuff away. You know, we feel like, you know, <sighs> we, we were raised to pray it away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I, we know we go, we say things like our God is able, which yeah. he is, you know, uh, but we, we are, we, we go, we are strong. Therefore we don't get depressed. It's not our portion, you know, let's pray it away. 
these are all misleading beliefs. Yeah. You know, it creates, you know, unnecessary barriers and stigmas uh, in regards to mental illness, illness and how to treat it within the black community. Because the first thing we want to do is run to religion or run to God. And the thing is, absolutely, if you are a believer, that goes without question, without saying. But the problem is... There is. You got to... What did he say? You, uh, faith without works you is go. dead. You there have you to go. have action behind all there of that, right? So go. it's not enough for you to sit there and worry yourself half to death talking about God is able. Right. But you're not doing anything to combat what's literally happening in real time. God is able if you allow him to be able in whatever it is you are doing to work with him. So, you know, I, I, I want... And I think we're doing a good job lately of like destigmatizing therapy, destigmatizing uh, seeking help and all that good stuff, but it's still not enough. And so my whole thing is I want everybody to understand that it is okay to not be okay. I think we've heard that quite a bit, but sometimes we'll hear that. And then when it comes to us, we'll say, well, that's for everybody else. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good. Like they don't want to be okay. You know, it's almost like you attribute weakness to that. And sometimes being weak isn't a bad thing. Well, here's the other thing too. You all, I don't know if you remember this, but they took all the mental health facilities away. That's been decades. It's been decades, but there was a time when you had a place to go to. And nowadays you send, you send you to the hospital if you're in mental health. So there's no way to... You know, the outlets were taken away, and that that was a mistake. Yeah, and a lot of times people think that if you have a mental illness, that it, it, it it's a stigma of, like, something's wrong with you, or you're you're less than, yeah, or, you know. it's a lot of know, negative attitudes. And, then that's, and let me tell you something else about mental health, right? Mental health has become popular, but mental health has always been a thing. People just did not put labels on it. People didn't know how to express what it was. But if you have a brain, a working brain, if you're alive, you're going to have mental health. Well, now, when I was coming up, I will tell you this. There was a shame about having mental illness. Of course, you know, because you were deemed slow. Yes, or, yeah. Well, you, know, you know, remember that those jokes? Around you, know, yeah, you know, those jokes about that. being on the short bus and all that but kind of stuff. Those are, but see, and see, that is the problem. That is the problem right there because we think that we're supposed to be above certain things. But if you are a human being, you will experience all types of different mental shifts. It doesn't, you know, there's so many different levels to this thing. No longer are you just deemed quote-unquote, slow, because, you know, and that that termering is, is derogatory. Like, we have to normalize that our brains are sensitive, and the brain can be studied, and the brain can be understood. It is almost a very finite thing, well, right? Yeah, so that's yeah. why they have these brain scientists, and they have all these different people who are coming up with all these different studies, and all the studies almost have, like, the same kind of line of thinking and thought pattern because the brain can be studied. So if the brain can be studied and the brain is very vast in its studies, what makes you think <laughs> that you're just going to walk around here and everything's going to roll off your back? You know what I mean? The brain is big, honey. Trauma can shift your thinking. Trauma can shift your being. This is why we always talk about the anti or the 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 uh, the slave post slavery um, uh, diagnosis that they come out with. I don't know the names of them right away, but there's a post slavery diagnosis that they pretty much put on all African Americans, where we deal with almost a, a level of PTSD, even though that was very a long time ago. The effects are trickled down, so you can't not. Um, factor that into your mental health. Yeah. Well, you know, and another thing we have a tendency to do, we run to our, we run black communities as a whole. We run to the church, the mosque, 
you know, over or any what other our faith institution is because it plays a central role in the meeting place and the source of strength. So, but some people ain't qualified. Your yeah, past is not qualified to, you, to help you, you in your brain. That's very controversial because you'd be surprised how many people run to their pastor. I, but uh, but again, your pastor is not qualified to diagnose or to treat a mental shift, illness, whatever you want to call it. So so what you're saying is, and I agree, is that you should seek help from a mental health professional, which is becoming very popular right now. Listen. Because uh, right now you can do it online, You can right? do it anywhere. Yeah. And it doesn't even you have don't, to... You don't have to lay on the couch anymore. No, it, but it's, it's, it's so... It's so... I just want everybody to wake up to the fact that you need somebody to talk to to process what it is that you have been experiencing and going through. Your pastor has the same type of issues that you probably do. You don't even know it. So how can they help you? But yeah. if there is somebody saying, like, there is a disconnect here and we're going to figure out how we can better this through these type of practices, when you want what's going to work and combine it with prayer, meditation, and all the rest of this type of stuff that people do. Like, you cannot put a Band-Aid on this thing. You have to attack it from different angles. And just running to prayer and to your pastor ain't going to cut it. We've seen it. It does not work all the way. And it's time to add some more to this to this pot of life that we we're dealing with. So, yeah. Well, and I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. I mean, there are other ways to take care of yourself mentally. You know, we do need outlets and things like that, you know, so that we can have a way to express ourselves, you know, because you got to think about it. A lot of us, especially people in corporate America, I remember when I was in corporate America, I would I would never forget this. I'd had to drive through a gate to get into my uh, to get into my uh, company, and I would be listening to all of my music loud that I like, and I I would be like, yeah, baby. And then when I drive up to the gate to get in, I had to turn and get had to put on my corporate game face to deal with my nine to five, mm -hmm. you know. And then I would leave there, then have to go back and try to be myself. It's you called know? code switching. Is that what They've it's called? They created gave it a, a name, name for, for that. It. Well, yeah. yeah, and that was stressful because mm -hmm. you're one way for real, but then you're another way when you had to go in and deal with nine to five because we have to put on a different face, you know, to try to climb that corporate ladder. Yeah. You know, so... That, you know, that right there It, it creates a, du a duality in your brain. It's like, well, shoot, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. What am, who am I? What am I trying to be? And you're trying to fit into other people's roles without being your full self. Over time, over years, that will that will wear you down. Yeah. Um, and it's little stuff like that. Yeah. That over time, you know, people had to get sat down for almost two years. It made you, st you started to think. You started to see things. You yeah. started, things started shifting. If you wanted to process that, it would be hard. Most people, it's hard to just look things in the face of what you need to change or what's been, you know, plaguing you and you have nowhere else to go. You don't have work. You don't have other type of social outlets, which is why during the pandemic, alcohol sales went through the roof because you're going <laughs> to cope. Yeah. What are we going to do? We're going we gonna to coach yeah. y'all. Yeah. If I'm having a day and I'm having a month, or I, ooh, I don't even know what's going on, I'm going to eat and drink my life away. You know what I mean? And listen, everybody has done it in some capacity, right? But mm. at some point, though, you have to look at yourself and say, all right, this may not all the way be working for me. So what can I do? Now, I do want to address this. When it comes to actually seeking out any type of help, or, or any kind of assistance when it comes to your mental health. There are a lot of barriers to entry when it comes to getting professional help, especially for those who are living below the poverty line, those who don't make a lot of money, those who don't have a lot of access due to low funds and things of that nature. What I do like about what's happening in the world, one of the good things is that accessibility is becoming more affordable, damn near free. 
for a lot of people. But if you don't know where to go to start, one of the best ways to do is go to your primary care phys physician. If you have a doctor, or even if you don't have a doctor, if you're having a moment, you can either call hotlines, you can go to urgent care, and you can let them know like, hey, I need to seek professional help in terms of my mental health. And what they will do is start to guide you in the right direction. They'll probably give you, you can either call these numbers, you can call these facilities, you can look these people up, whatever. But that'll give you places to go to start to research how to get yourself in the door if you don't know how to do this. There's better help. BetterHelp is, is uh, and we're not getting paid for that. I see a lot of people advertising BetterHelp, and it actually is a real good one. BetterHelp is one of those uh, apps where you can have a um, a therapist on call, and you can talk to them, text them, uh, video chat them, pretty much at your whimsy. There's different levels and plans to BetterHelp, so look through the fine print of that. But you can do all types of different things to get yourself through the door. Um, if you have insurance, see if your insurance provider has one of those, like, you get one kind of, like, uh, mental or, psych or psychologist or a therapist kind of session free. So then if you want to do that, just do one session and ask that that ask that 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 person, that psychologist, that therapist, all the questions and let them know, like, hey, listen, I'm not sure if I can continue this. Can you lead me into the direction of where I can get possibly very low um, psychotherapy help? They will point you in that direction as well. I'll tell you another one. Open Path Psychology. OpenPathPsychology.com. Free most of the time. And if it's not free, then you get like $40 per session, which is very reasonable. $10 per session. Mm -hmm. And you can find them based on the state that you live in, based on the treatment that you may need. And there's a list of them. You just go through the list. Any, any, my mow it. Read their profiles if you want to um, because they give you extensive pro uh, profiles of these people. But there are resources. And if I were you, if you feel scared about all this and you're like, ah, child, pick somebody that is not of your race that is older than you, that looks like nobody would know. Because a lot of times people get scared, like, oh, what if somebody find out? Or, mm -hmm. you know, all this other kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Then pick, my my therapist is an old white woman. Okay. That 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 I don't know from a can of paint. But <laughs> understand, she's been a therapist for 30, 40 years now. Mm -hmm. And you would think, like, really? But it's not about, she relates in terms of how to handle what it is that I'm saying and how to process this for me. Help me to see ways that I may have not seen before. Help me to understand, you know, where my childhood may have taken me in certain thought patterns. Like, it's all about understanding and helping you, not diagnosing you and saying, right. okay, you're, you're, because, you're sick. Because, because you know how what we, we see therapists as you go there and you do all the talking and they just sitting there making no. notes. That's how, that's how they portray it all on all oh, the yeah, television for shows. Sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, and, and I'll tell you this. One day we'll have an episode about my therapy experience mm -hmm. for people who are still on the fence about therapy That'd and what it one. what it would be that because would be it's good. not as bad as you think and and honestly it it has changed my life in a way where I can look at I can actually look outside of myself mm -hmm. and not be so in myself all right, meaning all right. meaning that if you feel like you don't know how to process your emotions therapy will help you do that okay i love it i love it love it love it you know so open path psychology better help go to your local healthcare provider if you have one go to urgent care ask them for some resources um because while they did close some of these facilities there is still help on a broader scale that can help you to process this thing we went through a pandemic 
Mm-hmm. We went through a lot of trauma with police brutality. We went through a lot with just global situations. Baby formula is shortage right now. The kill these these killing sprees that people are on. The world is shifting and changing. Talk to somebody about how you feel about it. And not just your neighbor, your mama, your daddy, your pastor, but somebody <laughs> who actually can help you process what you're feeling and what you probably experienced in your own life. Right. I agree. But okay, that's good, Keila. You very passionate. Yeah. And I love it. You walking I around love... here ticking time bombs. And uh, this is how you end up getting sick. Yeah. This is how you end up stressed out and make you sick. Yeah, stress yeah. can kill you. This is how you also start to lash out and ruin relationships in your in your life. Yeah. This is how you end up becoming overweight because you're probably eating your your, your stress and drinking your stress. Yeah. It's not worth it if you can have a better approach. Yeah. Try something different. Right. I agree. All right, that sounds good. So, and then we we plan to have a guest on. We're gonna try to get a guest on for our next segment. Someone that can give us some ideas. The on real, how to cope. the real, the yeah. real deal. Yeah. Like not just our little uh, our thoughts, right. but somebody who's actually working in the field. Right. We're gonna bring on someone yeah. that's actually uh, working in mental health. Uh, we we're gonna be uh, hopefully it'll be the next segment. So we will or our next episode. Ep- ep- yeah, definitely episode. So with that, Keila, I think we're gonna take a break and come back with our. You don't have to change the menu, just change the ingredients segment. How about that? All right. Brown Women Wellness mission is to empower brown women and their families through education and products to help improve their family health and wellness through a lifestyle of easy and actionable steps. I'm Andretta Robinson, functional nutrition wellness coach. In 2008, I was diagnosed with an early stage of cancer. My doctor wanted to remove my womb as a cure, but I was determined there had to be another way. After lots of research, I found a curable alternative, forcing my doctor to treat it without any surgery. And in 2018, I was visiting my aunt in Atlanta after having lost my mother to heart disease and saw her health was in distress with high blood pressure and all things related. A visit to the health food store to formulate herbal teas, which is now called Brown Women Wellness Anti-Inflammation Tea, and a diet and lifestyle change turned my aunt's health around. I knew I had found my calling. We bring you healthy lifestyle information through our Brown Women Wellness website our Brown Women Wellness Facebook group, emails, Instagram, and other social media websites, and our Well Honestly podcast. Find us. You'll be glad you did. And we're back. So we're back with that segment. You don't have to change the menu. Just change the ingredient. And today, we're going to swap a breakfast item. And it's one of the most popular breakfast items out there. It's something that people grab early in the morning. We give it to our children. It's cereal because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so easy to pour a bowl, a bowl of cereal in the morning, especially if you're on a run. Many of us grew up with it. We give it to our children, like I said, and so on and so on and so on. So let's explore why is this is unhealthy and let's give you some swap ideas. So it turns out the cereal is even worse than we thought. <laughs> and why is that, Keela? Why is it worse than we thought? All right. So everybody knows how important it is to get a high quality balanced breakfast. You know, they they have drilled breakfast into us. You know, uh, that's a whole nother segment, but they drilled it into us. And so we feel it's very important. I mean, cereal is delicious. It's quite possibly one of the worst breakfast foods we can eat. And here's why. It's loaded with added sugar. So you get that sugar rush in the morning and you know how you get that sugar rush. And then all of a sudden you go, blah, blah. And it also is. What do you what do you go? 
<laughs> you know, Boy, you go blah, blah. And then it doesn't have any key nutrients in it that's important for a healthy morning meal. Um, it has like frosted mineral wheat, for example, has 60 grams of sugar. 50, oh, frosted mini wheats? Mini wheats, I'm sorry. It Ew. has 51 grams of carbohydrates. That, 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 that's that crazy. That's nasty, though. I mean, but these are serious that people grab, Keela. You might not grab it, but people frosted grab it. Frosted mini wheats has always been nasty. Uh, now, honey nut, honey nut Cheerios. That used to be my jam. Okay. Again, you got nine grams of sugar in there and 22 grams of carbohydrates. And sugar leads to things like weight gain. And we got a problem with our kids getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Also increased risk of diabetes. It raises our blood pressure, all that stuff. So cereal can also make you feel hungrier. You know, you, you know have... what? That is very true. Yeah. Back in the day, we used to tear down one bowl with another one. And then after two bowls, you're still hungry. You it's want like, some... why am then, I still hungry? Then you want some pastries and pancakes. And that's how you start your day. Yeah. And so now you've, you know, you've loaded yourself up. So, you know, and it makes you crave other carbohydrates and unhealthy foods throughout the day. And so <laughs> that's how your whole life is. So that's why sugar, I mean, the cereals are really just not that good. So it's what, just empty food. So what can we eat instead? So what you can do instead of eating all those nasty things that are in <laughs> cereal, but cereal is delicious. But the reason why it's delicious is because it has all that sugar is you want to stay clear of all that and go towards something a little bit more nutrient-dense with still the right amount of flavor. And what you can do is try simple granola with fruit on top. Yeah. Okay? Yep. Um, it's still crunchy. It, it, listen, it's got the right amount of crunch. Yep. If you add the 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 milk that you, of your choice, it gives it that um, cereal kind of like vibe. It does. Um, as a matter of fact, no one ever said that you couldn't put milk in granola. I That's do it just all something time. that people just never did, but you actually can do that. I do it all the time. And it acts just like a cereal. It, it actually it works better because it doesn't get soggy as fast. Right. And then if you put the fruit on top, you're getting like that sweetness to it. Like you can put strawberries, bananas, blueberries, whatever you want. Right. If you wanted something even more creamy, you can try like Greek yogurt. Yeah. Put granola on top and and fruit on top. Right. Um. So there's very different things that you can do with that that option. But if you're looking for that sweet crunch, you can put granola and milk together. If you wanted um something a little bit more sweeter, add a little drizzle of honey on top of that. Mm-hmm. You know that's better than the empty of cereals that have no nutrient honey value. Milk, honey is actually milk. good for you. Fruit, we already know what fruit can do. And granola gives you a nice dose of fiber content that we all need to push those bowels through. And don't be fooled because ain't no honey in honey nuts. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, and then uh, here's another great option, oatmeal. You can always get some good old oats. Yes, yeah, you can. But yeah. if you're not looking to do, even instant oats can be too much for some people. This is yeah. why this is why cereal is key because they just throw it in the bowl, put a sip, uh, milk on it and keep it pushing. You, uh, oatmeal, oh, excuse me, oatmeal, you actually have to kind of cook in some capacity in the microwave. Sometimes you ain't got time for all of that. So you just get the granola in a box, some some oat milk, whatever kind of milk you do, some some berries, and call it a day. Drizzle some honey on it, and boom. It actually is really, really, really good. All right. Sounds good. All right. So we will wrap up this episode, huh? Yes. You can find us everywhere, Brown Women Wellness uh, related on social media, brownwomenwellness.com. Sign up for our newsletter where you will get all of the recipes that we talk about on our episodes. You'll get this granola and uh, fruit and milk recipe on next week's 
uh, email list uh, or email that goes out. Um, you'll also get killer, killer behind the scenes style information that we don't share on the podcast. Also join our Facebook group at Brown Women Wellness. Um, yeah, man. Look us up. Hit us up. All right. And we'll see you on our next episode. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Well Honestly, the podcast. If you want to know more about us and our products, check us out over on our website at brownwomenwellness.com. And remember, ladies, we are not doctors and any information shared by us is not medical advice. Always follow your doctor's advice. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast and let us know what you loved about this week's episode. And please subscribe to wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Feel free to email us and let us know what you would like to hear more of from us. Don't be afraid to say hi. We'll say hi right back to you. Don't forget to find us across all social platforms at Brown Women Wellness. As always, show notes with the links to what we talked about today in this week's episode will be in the description box below. Thanks for listening.